Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. I'm Jason Stein, publisher of Automotive News, and this is Daily Drive for Monday, March 8th. Few pieces of the industry have been as shaken up in the last 12 months as the auction business. A year ago next week, in-person auctions, usually dominated by hordes of potential buyers bidding on cars, came to a halt. In many ways, so did the concept that had been adopted for decades. If there was one piece of the automotive world pulled forward the fastest, it was the auction sector. Digital online auctions move forward at a blinding pace. That transition, some say, will be as permanent as anything in a post-pandemic world. Where does that leave the big auction companies that moved quickly to assert themselves in that new digital space? Where does that leave Car Global and its many brands? That's something for a new CEO to sort out. And he will. Peter Kelly is the CEO of Car Global, having been promoted last week to a position held by Jim Hallett since 2009. Hallett will become the company's executive chairman. Peter Kelly has been the company president since 2019. There is much to sort out as the new CEO, and today, in his first interview since being promoted, Peter Kelly tells us about his challenges, his opportunities, and his background. We've reached Peter Kelly in Carmel, Indiana. Well, Peter, it is great to talk to you. Uh, First of all, congratulations are in order on your new role. How are you? I'm doing well, Jason, and thank you for that. Um, I hope you're well also. Doing very well. Um, Let's start off with, uh, I think, probably an obvious question uh, that every listener would want to know. Give me just a little bit of your background. You you grew up in Ireland, um, came to the States in your 20s, but but let our listeners know a little bit more about your story, if you don't mind. Sure, Jason. I'd be happy to do that. Um, As you you said, I grew up up in the west of Ireland on a farm, uh, one of a family of six, and uh, I went to college in Dublin, uh, and trained as an engineer, uh, civil engineer. And after graduating college, I moved to the United Kingdom and I worked for a construction company for seven and a half years, uh, building, you know, working on construction sites, managing projects, building infrastructure projects, et cetera. Um, and then I came to the, to California in my late twenties to do an MBA. And I really didn't plan to stay in the United States. I was keen to live here for a few years and experience all of that. And I was also interested in technology. So Northern California was where I uh, chose to go. Um, and then while I was there, I ended up teaming up with a few of my classmates. And we started, you know, thinking a lot more seriously about trying to start a company, looking at what the opportunities were. Uh, it was the dot-com era, so 20, 20-ish years ago. And uh, none of us had automotive background, but we ended up sort of focusing in on the automotive industry and thinking, you know, there's a real opportunity to use technology to transform the way used cars get reallocated and really build a digital used car auction. And that led us to start a company called Open Lane. And that was now 21 years ago. Uh, and that led, you know, to, to, to where I am today. Amazing. And everyone, of course, who is a listener on this broadcast knows about Open Lane. What, what are some of your prior experiences that you think you were able to bring to your current position? Yeah, good question. Um, 
you know, starting a company, uh, you know, it was trying to figure out, okay, we've got all this great technology, but how do we make it useful to the customer? And, and who is our customer and what are they looking for? Uh, and how can this technology be, be put together in a way that benefits them? Uh, so I think that that was really a key part of our early experience. We had a vision. We had an idea going in. Frankly, we were very naive. Um, there was, you know, we thought we knew stuff, but it turned out there was an awful lot we didn't know. Uh, but the way you sort of fill in that gap is really by getting close to your customers and really understanding, you know, what is it they need? What is it they want? And, uh, you know, we learned pretty early on that, uh, you know, a lot of our key customers at OpenLane were the motor companies and their captive finance companies. And they saw an opportunity for technology uh, to improve the way they remarketed their cars. Uh, it was a little bit different to the one we had, but we were able to work together and figure out how to build solutions that worked for them. And that, that ultimately, you know, got us on a path where we were, you know, creating some real value for customers and, and, uh, and the business grew from there. So I think one lesson I'd say is, is, you know, really try to pay attention to what your customers are telling you. Um, and your customers will generally find a way to get you to the right answer if you, if you, if you ask the right questions and listen, listen to them. So let's focus on your customers in 2021, if we could. And maybe we'll start by assessing where the company is after a year that wildly upended the wholesale auction business. Where are we right now? Well, um, I'd say as an industry, I think we're still in a, in a place of constrained supply. Um, when we look at the volume of vehicles flowing through auctions, or flowing through the wholesale industry, I should say, digital auctions and physical auctions, um, you know, there's constraints around a lot of the supply. When you think of, you know, the rental car segment, the repossession segment, uh, even off-lease vehicles, uh, there's fewer of those vehicles around uh, than perhaps there was a year ago for various reasons, and they all tie back to COVID. Um, as a result of that, I'd say demand is very, very strong because, because retail business is actually pretty good. And used car demand is strong. So we have, uh, we have high demand right now from dealers, but less supply than our dealers would like to see. And frankly, less supply than we would like to see. Um, and I think we'll, we still have to work through that process for, you know, I'd say at least a few more months, um, maybe a couple of quarters. Uh, but in my experience, these things are cyclical and, and these, uh, these volumes do find a way to normalize over time. Um, I think from a company standpoint, we're in a very good place. We have committed uh, to digital, uh, to, lever to leveraging uh, the technologies to benefit our customers. Um, our customers have strongly embraced those. We're seeing really strong results in terms of conversion rates and price retention and all the key metrics we look at. Uh, so we're pleased about that. And, and we really think uh, digital uh, will bring a lot of benefits to our customers uh, over time. I'd also say, Jason, you know, we recognize that our transition was perhaps a little bit forced, you know, by COVID and happened a little bit quicker than some customers might have uh, expected. So, you know, some customers are still, you know, navigating that journey with us. But, um, but I, I feel really good about the adoption we've seen. And I feel really good about the benefits that our customers are seeing through this process. So what is the, the new normal, if you will, uh, for how a physical wholesale auction runs? And, and how do you see that changing going forward? Yeah, well, um, obviously there are, there are different operators of physical auctions and, and, and they are operating them somewhat differently. Let me speak to uh, the process we're using. 
Uh, obviously, we have our physical facilities. Those are extremely important to our business. And a lot of vehicles uh, get transported to our auctions for their, where we store them and recondition them and image them and, and, and do all the things that, that, that we typically would do pre-auction. Um, we then uh, create run lists of those vehicles, you know, digital condition reports for every vehicle. Dealers can visit the auction in person if they wish to, to see the cars in person. So our auctions are open for that and, and allow for that. And dealers can come to auction on sale day and bid in person if they wish to. Uh, and some dealers take advantage of that. But the majority of our dealers, um, and I'd say it's the vast majority at this point, uh, choose to engage through the digital channel. Uh, they, they connect into the auction via adessa.com, um, and they participate digitally. Uh, so, but, 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 but we enable both, but we are seeing, obviously, uh, more and more uh, participation through the digital channel. And then some of the things we've noticed through that is we're noticing that dealers are attending many more auctions than they typically would have in the past because it's easier attend, you know, four digital auctions than go to four auctions in person, right? So we're seeing that dealers are are connecting to auctions that are um, not the auctions they would have typically gone to in person. So searching maybe a little bit further afield, uh, taking advantage of our logistics capabilities and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so, so that that in, in in summary would be the process that you would see at a typical death auction today. Peter, just given what you said at the outset about your own your own history um, and making your mark really in the digital auction business, where do you see the future of digital auctions and in maybe the entire business going? You know, I think when we look to our own lives and when we look to all industries, I think the world is obviously heading in an increasingly digital direction across the entire spectrum. But it's the way we do our own shopping, get our own news, watch our own shows, or conduct our business. Our banking has moved online. Um, so, so much of the world is going in an increasingly digital direction. And I think that is also going to be true in our, in our sort of wholesale used vehicle auction business as well. Um, but that said, the physical infrastructure and the phys- physical facilities are very, very important. So a metaphor I use is kind of the Amazon.com metaphor. We think of Amazon as a digital company, and ultimately everything is transacted through a digital platform. But they have massive physical infrastructure to enable the logistics and the distribution and the customer uh, service that that is inherent in that business. And I think our business is very similar. Uh, I believe the vehicles will transact principally on digital platforms, uh, like Odessa.com, like OpenLane, like Backlot Cars. Um, many of those vehicles will be located at and sold from our physical facilities. And that's something we obviously uh, enable and have a a strong advantage there by having a a nationwide network of facilities. But also many of those vehicles are sold from off-site locations. And last year at CAR, approximately 50% of the cars we sold were not at our auctions. They were sold from dealerships. They were sold from marshalling yards. They were sold from other locations. And for those vehicles, we need to have the capability to get the inspectors out to the vehicles. We need to be able to get the logistics out to pick up and deliver the vehicles from dealership A to dealership B um, and so forth. So these are all the capabilities that we're investing in and building out. And uh, that's kind of how I see the future. I think it'll be digital platforms where the vehicles are transacted, but underpinned by physical facilities and an, an ability to project these services out into the, these physical inspection logistics services out into the 
into the field, so to speak. We'll hear more from Car Global CEO Peter Kelly after this message. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Many online retailers, um, most of whom get a lot of publicity, uh, certainly in the pages of Automotive News, did well in 2020. And I think about Carvana and Vroom. What does that mean for wholesale in your mind? And would you consider retail? You know, it's a good question. Um, I do think those companies, some of the brands you mentioned, and, and even some of the more established brands like CarMax, I think they are uh, transforming um, the digital, uh, the used vehicle retail experience and the used vehicle trade-in experience in a more digital way. Um, you know, one of the... Uh, Ways we think about our business is we, we're in the in the wholesale business or the B two B business. Um, our success is helping make our customers successful. Our customers being the manufacturers, the finance companies, and dealers, and and the brands you mentioned. All of those brands are customers of ours. Uh, so what we look to is how can we enable uh, our technologies and our capabilities to improve the outcomes for those customers. And I think there's a real opportunity there uh, as dealers try to be more digital as they try to figure out how do we better support a retail customer that wants a more digital experience, I think there's things we can do uh, to help dealers in that realm. And frankly, some of those thoughts underpin our, our focus on businesses like Backlot Cars and Trade Rev and really trying to speed uh, the trade-in process for dealers in, in a new way of leveraging technology. You mentioned Backlot Cars, and um, of course, there was the acquisition made in late 2020. Um, now you've now consolidated U.S. dealer to dealer digital platforms into a single marketplace on that on that system. Tell tell me the benefits of Backlot Cars, if you would. Yeah, we're super excited about Backlot Cars, and I'm I'm really encouraged by the, the feedback we're getting from our customers, from our dealers who are using that that platform. Um, the benefits really is that it enables the dealer. So if I if we look at the customer, um, the seller customer is typically a franchise dealer that has, uh, is taking in on trade, taking in trade in vehicles that they know are just the wrong vehicles for the dealership because they're too old, too damaged, too high mileage, or, or, or the wrong brand. Uh, 
through backlog cars, that dealer can liquidate that vehicle pretty much immediately. We will get an inspector out to inspect those cars. Uh, we stand behind that inspection. The cars are immediately offered to uh, a nationwide network of buyers that's very active. There's immediate liquidity. And uh, and then the cars, uh, you know, the dealer can manage that process and, and, and sell those cars, at which point we can come and pick the cars up and, and move them directly to the purchasing dealer. So it's very fast. It's very seamless. Um, the bidding activity is strong. The conversion rates and prices are very strong. And dealers on, on the seller side love the process, love the program. So extremely positive feedback. That's, that's, that's great to see. And then on the buy side, the, the buyer audience typically is, for vehicles like this, is more independent dealers, as, as you might expect. And super strong benefits there, too. The buyers love the convenience, the nationwide uh, selection of inventory that's changing in real time as cars are being added every minute of the day. Uh, they can set filters you know, by type of vehicle or by distance for the vehicles that they're interested in and can engage you know, uh, as and when it suits them. Uh, in, in that marketplace to purchase those vehicles. So huge benefits in terms of convenience, selection, uh, et cetera. And then we try to create a very seamless experience. I mentioned the inspections, but also the logistics. Uh, the purchasing dealer can uh, utilize our transportation services, and, and they do for the majority of cars we sell on that platform, and we just deliver the car directly to the dealership. So it's, it's extremely powerful, and we're very, very excited about it. Car made a huge investment in rolling out the Trade Rev brand and online auction tool only to pull back last month and shelve the brand other than in your Canadian operations. What went wrong with that rollout and why is the approach you're taking now with Backlot the right way to go in your mind? Yeah, you know, I, it's a good question, Jason. I don't see it as a, a pullback. Um, I see it as we doubled down our investment in the space with Backlot cars. And we consolidated those two marketplaces into one. Because when you're running a marketplace business, um, the most important thing is liquidity. And liquidity is driven by, you know, the number of marketplace participants and, 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 and the selection of inventory and, and, and key aspects like that. So I see it as a, a doubling down on the space. Um, as you said, TradeRev is the number one platform in Canada and uh, and continues to grow extremely rapidly in Canada. We're very excited about that. It's a great platform. Um, in the U.S., there were more competitors in the space. It was a more complex competitive environment, I should say. And um, I think we, we did have a few stumbles in trying to bring a product that was more oriented towards Canadian dealers. And the U.S. dealership process is a little different. It's not radically different, but it's a little different. And those little differences were... I think telling enough. Um, so when I got the chance to spend time with the backlot team and, and see their offering and how it compared, my conclusion was, you know what, this, this is a stronger offering. The technology is better. It's more suited to the customers here in the United States. And they're having better traction. And I understand the reasons why. But the, the real win here is let's consolidate these platforms and create the strongest possible marketplace for dealers. And that's what we did. So uh, I'm excited about, uh, about it. I see it as a further lean into a space that I think is just going to grow and grow. And it will represent the new way uh, dealer vehicles are transacted in the future. Finally, Peter, what's your outlook for 2021? Uh, you mentioned at the top of this uh, where the prices are in the used vehicle market, where the inventory is. But where do we 
where do we go from here? And I guess a, a second part of that, uh, if you would, what are what are some of your own priorities that you really want to focus on? Question. You know, I, I think Jason, in twenty twenty one, I think some of the patterns we're currently seeing are going to persist for a, for a while. Uh, you know, in our industry, and I would say that's constrained supply, high used car prices, um, pretty strong retail demand. Um, so probably a good market for to be a seller, you know, to, for the, the people who have inventory to sell into. Uh, that's how I would see it. Um, I think perhaps towards the second, perhaps in through the second half of this year or into 2022, I think some of those supply uh, dynamics could start to improve as rental car companies start doing more business and start having cars coming into a remarketing process. As repossession activity perhaps picks up, you know, the stimulus uh, has kind of delayed some of that. Um, so I, I'd see some of those supply maybe opening up later in the year and hopefully, hopefully through 2022 as well. Um, and in terms of my focus, you know, continuing to focus on the journey that we're on, uh, digital transformation is very much at the heart of what we're doing. Uh, we're seeing exceptional results right now on some of these platforms. You know, Open Lane is at all-time record levels of conversion, even after 20 years. It's 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 incredible to see. Backlot is, is is growing incredibly well here in the U.S. and Trade Rev equally so in Canada. So we're we're still very focused on, you know, scaling those platforms um, and listening hard to our customers. You know, what are the what are the things the what are the gaps the customers see where if we could fill you know, fill those gaps in, they would have a more complete solution. So uh, working on all of that, but we're very excited and, uh, uh, you know, see a very bright future for not only our industry, but, but obviously our company as well. Well, we certainly hope for a bright future for you and your new role and appreciate you taking the time to to join me today. And I think what is your first interview in your new role? So congratulations again, Peter. Thank you, Jason. I really appreciate the, the opportunity here today and look forward to further conversation. We reached New Car Global CEO Peter Kelly in Carmel, Indiana. And that's Daily Drive from Monday, March 8th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And for a library of more than 175 interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. We'll be back Tuesday. <laughs>